Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. Thank you. Everybody was wondering how you're feeling today, hoping you're feeling better than you yeah. were yesterday. Yeah, a little bit. Little bit, little bit. It's not Atuma. Amen. It's not COVID. <clears throat> it's not COVID. I'm happy to have you. Good. Happy to be here. Digging that hat you got on there. Thank you. Doing a little cross pollinating there for our friends at Flashpoint. <clears throat> That's really, really great. Hey, oh, thank you, Gabe. Gabrielle says, I look beautiful today. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I just finished doing uh, Victory News uh, right before the show. So I was dressed a little bit differently for Victory News. I'm going to come up a little bit higher so everybody can see my baseball style shirt that I have because it's really, really cool. I love this shirt. This is my this is my new favorite at GodGunsLiberty.com. I'll just go ahead and put that up there for you. GodGunsLiberty.com. There we go. That's where you can get the best t-shirts available anywhere. Oh, you've got one on too, but they can't see yours. This is also one of my favorites at godgunsliberty.com. I'll put that down so they can see it. This is the chrisannhall.com t-shirt. Join or die. <laughs> Join or die. The Liberty First Movement. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Once again, that address is GodGunsLiberty.com. Get your T-shirts, get your hats, get your mugs. What else can they get, JC? Tell them all about it, please. Oh, uh, you just did. I didn't tell them everything. I mean, it's just—it's not just T-shirts and hats. What else you got, got yeah, on hats, there? Mugs, uh, there's jackets, jackets, rain jackets, visors. We have jackets. Yep. That's oh, we have visors now. Checking in from Newport Ritchie. Might be able to find my FedEx delivery. If you see a FedEx delivery that <coughs> was supposed to come here. <laughs> yeah, they got to notice. We delivered your package. Send, uh, only they it, delivered it to Newport Ritchie. Send it this way. Yep. Yep. No doubt. Hey, I forgot to go ahead and let you guys know what we're doing. So let me go ahead and, and uh, put this up here really quick. Where you, Let you know where we're going to be. This is... Uh, our next series of events here for Liberty Tour 2021. June 5th, Dunedin, Florida. JC and I high five me, man. Tag teaming. Is that the new COVID way to I high five? So you just don't touch reach palms. Over the <laughs> we could bump complicated. We could bump elbows. There we go. Yeah. Right? Like boom, boom. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. JC and I tag team in teaching a workshop, educate, activate, or educate, organize, activate at Dunedin, Florida. Make sure you go to chrisannhall.com. Get the details. We're going to be in Hollis, New Hampshire. Check this out, JC. On 10th, we're going to be in Gloucester. 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 They said it's O. Gloucester. Gloucester. Okay. Gloucester, Mass. And then the 18th, 19th, and 20th, we will be in Washington. If you come and see us in Washington, you'll actually see me and Sonny in Washington. So you can tell yeah. Sonny what a great 
voice she has because they've heard Sonny sing several times on this show now. I, I wanted to mention the chromosomes that I uh, that I was born with will not allow me to elbow bump. Just saying. Oh, I don't know. Is that racist? It's not a social construct. It's not a. Is it no, racist? No. Hey, I'm just saying I'm not. Anyway. Okay. All right. So next event I want you guys to know about July 9th. Check this out. Waves of freedom. Join us on the St. John's river ship here in Florida. I'm super excited about this, JC. How does Sunny spell her name, by the way? I always mess that up. S-U-N-N-Y. S-U, like a sunny day. Just like a sunny day. Okay. Because she is a sunny person. She matches her name, doesn't she? Definitely. Did she like, do you think she grew up being sunny? Or if she's just, her parents had divine revelation. She's very, very sunny person. Waves of Freedom, Friday, July 9th. If you get them now, you will get a reduced rate. Date, time, Friday, July 9th, 2021. Boarding time, 7 p.m. promptly. You don't want to be that guy running down the dock going, wait, wait, I have a ticket. Wait. Purchase tickets on Eventbrite. By the way, you can do the Eventbrite ordering at chrisannhall.com. Uh, but that this is, oh, this is our new article up. I didn't mean to go all the way there. Look at Sonny is doing such a great job with social media too, mm -hmm. man. Totally, totally loving that. So waves of freedom. See you there guys. This is important stuff. Educate, organize, activate. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Waves of freedom. I waves see, I see of freedom. what they did there. Yeah. Isn't that cool? These, like these, it. the people at at the who, who uh, made that this is um the florida freedom keepers they made that poster mm -hmm. thing? they made the poster very cool they made very, the poster very festive it is it is for july 9th just just seven days after our independence day correct july 9th july 9th so that's what we got going on here in the next uh for the month of june and then july 9th i'm doing the july 9th thing early because the seating is very, very limited. And right now, like I said, they have a special rate if you do the early board tickets. So I'm all about saving the Benjamins for y'all. So go ahead and uh, do that because I know we got a lot of communist conservatives out there, right? <laughs> That's true. It is true. It is true. Do you know Sonny and I got an email today complaining that uh, – People, why do I have to pay for Chris Ann Hall's education? Why do I have to pay? She's making money off of people. Uh, another one of those hawking her wares thing. Uh, why, why should I have to pay for what's just written in the Constitution and in the documents that I can get free online? Go read it. Go ahead, man. You, you, you don't have to pay for that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Mary, I doubt there's going to be a live stream from Waves of Freedom. I think that might be a little bit difficult uh, at that at this juncture. Yeah. Isn't that what that's what George H.W. Bush used to say? This juncture. <laughs> I'm feeling silly today. Sorry. Apparently. I got up early. I've had a good day, a very productive day. Feeling very happy today. So. Sorry. And you're feeling better. So now I'm not weighted down with the worry about your health situation. Health, <laughs> health situation? Okay. 
<laughs> Just teasing. Anyway. So, did you see this, JC? Fauci's got a new autobiography coming out called Expect the Unexpected. Mm-hmm. And he can apparently tell his life story in 80 pages or less. Wow. <laughs> An exploration of his life's philosophy due out in November. I thought maybe the name was a little bit wrong, considering what everything that we've read about Fauci's emails in the last few days. It should be expect the expected unexpected. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of stuff that apparently he maybe didn't expect. Well, every, uh, expect to be released anyway. Right. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Expect your unexpected emails to be released. So you the, can talk about that, actually. So, so these emails floating around are legit, right? Yeah, they're totally legit. So I saw. Totally legit. I saw where he Ill- emailed Sylvia Burwell. Uh-huh. And uh, basically saying you shouldn't wear a mask. Right. And they're not very helpful. Because, why? Because of the size of the virus. It pretty much (gasps) passes right through them. Pretty sure that's exactly what I tried to teach you on the show when I had a bunch of whacked out liberals come in and tell me to stay in my lane. You know, I think think that's the very thing that Which is my lane, by the way banned permanently banned from twitter yes for that, actually for, for that very thing that very thing that fauci himself said that the, thing. the ultimate expert so you were kicked off permanently banned from twitter for saying yep exactly what their demigod of covid said and an i email. knew it because i was in my lane right Stay in your lane, Chris Ann. Hello. Chris Ann was a biochemist for nearly half a decade. So there you have it. In my own lane. Hey, I wanted to ask you about this, my foreign policy guy. He looks like he's lying just sitting there. Do you see that? Look at his eyes. Wish you could blow that up. Look at his eyes. Just look at the way the way his eyes look. Doesn't that look like somebody who's lying or thinking about lying? Getting ready to lie. I mean, oh. he just he just has that I don't look, know why that happened. look on his face because you went really huge. There. Right there. Doesn't that look like a liar? Look at it. Look in, look in my eyes. If Fauci's lips are moving, he's lying. They're not moving there. I think he's still lying. His eyes are I think lying. he's lying when his lips aren't moving. Yeah. And when his lips are moving. Lying to himself. Lying to the people. And lying to God. Wow. There you have it. So, JC, I know you hate it when I put you on the spot, but I know you've seen this. I just saw this. Uh, when did you see this? Not just, just now. No, no. Just oh, a, I was like, good goodness gracious. Uh, no, He's no. really going to hate me now. No, about half an hour. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw this yesterday, actually. Um, or maybe I saw it early this morning. This I don't is, remember. This is just one. Yeah. If you didn't know, so they're apparently Iranian warships uh, headed into the Atlantic. They assume that they're headed to Venezuela. So there is another Iranian warship that didn't burn up and sink that is headed in our direction. 
with uh, apparently missile speed boats on board. So this is so what's this is about to get even more interesting. The blaze began around 2.25 a.m. and they tried to contain it. It was just like these mysteriously occurring pop-up things. Well, I mean, you know, there's any number of things on a warship that can catch fire and it's a very bad thing to have fire on a ship yeah yeah people like but there's water everywhere why can't how can a shirt how can a ship burn there's water everywhere why don't they just pull the water out of the ocean and put out the fire people really saying that yeah they are wow (laughs) okay no it doesn't mean it's not sabotage i mean certainly but but we also had wednesday night a massive fire at an Iranian oil refinery at the capital. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. It would not surprise me that Israel or someone had a saboteur. Yeah, saboteur aboard, because this this was the supply ship actually, the one that they burned out. One that they, the one that burned and sank. Yeah. Um, was was the supply ship. Right. So the actual, I guess, the, the warship went on. Uh, I think this was the Karg. I forget what the other one was called. Yeah, this is the Karg. And apparently the fire aboard the Karg. That sounds like a Klingon name, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, seriously, Karg. Let me look this up. Let me let me show you on the screen here so maybe you can see it if you're not on your cell phone. Karg. K-A-K-H-A-R-G. I think Dean Rod- Gene Roddenberry used these people as a model for Klingons. I, I just, I've, I thought that for very long, but anyway, Karg warship, warship, I've been talking about going to Missouri, so I had to get my R in there, follows a series of mysterious explosions that began in 2019, targeting commercial ships in the Gulf of Oman. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Navy accused Iran of targeting the ships with limpet mines, which are time explosives typically attached by divers to a vessel's hull. Yeah. So there's yeah, like, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't doubt this was a targeted attack. Um, but again, it, this was the supply ship. There's, there is at least another ship warship that they say could be in the Atlantic by tomorrow. And, you know, you talk again, and I still you, you never heard any talk of this, obviously, because the media is controlled by the Democrat Party and Biden and the administration are lap dogs for the terrorist Iranian regime. So you, you didn't hear a lot of that. the discussion about Iran's involvement in Hamas's attack, rocket attacks on Israel. You know, what could Iran possibly have on this administration? I will never understand the 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 link between these this particular country and the Democrat Party. Yeah, I don't get it because with the Bushes, it was the Saudis. Right. And you knew what that was all about. That Mm -hmm. was all about oil, Texas oil. It's all about oil. It's all about money. I can get that. I can really get the whole Bush Saudi connection. I can't get the Democrat Party Iranian connection. I just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, do you have any insight on that? Because I got none. Nothing. Zero. Yeah, it is. It is a bit uh, confounding. I mean, Iran's about oil as well. And uh, Russian, particularly Russian access to oil. I I guess. 
I mean, if you, if you, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to wrap your brain around when you put all the pieces together and who's allied with whom. Um, it is a bit difficult to figure out, but I, I don't, I don't know why that they licked the boots of this Iranian regime. The people of Iran, I mean, they're they're tyrannized by this government that yeah. they have. The people don't, the people don't want this government. You had an, and this, this is a holdover. This, this really went the same way from the Obama administration. Maybe the people that ran Obama foreign policy, you know, I think, I think are still driving this because when, when Biden came in, you still had, uh, I mean, you have Obama's foreign policy apparatus. Mm -hmm. And so they are very, uh, very sympathetic to Muslim brotherhood and, Hamas and, and well, these forces. So Don says, I think well, it's just if, carried if you, forward from that. If you think, if you, if you recognize that the Clintons are the Democrat party, right? Yeah. They're like the, the, the king and queen of the Democrat party. And then you realize that the Clintons are all about uranium and, and seizing natural resources. Don yeah. says that it's all about uranium. So Yep. I mean, if you if you can no, connect those dots, Clintons, uranium, sure. Democrats, yeah. Iran. And that's typically where, you know, the first place to look. So you always think about the natural resources at a place because mm -hmm. it's usually about that oil, um, precious metals, uranium, that sort of thing. For sure. This is definitely the place to look. Hmm. Uh, and I'm not <clears throat> again, you know, people know that listen to this show, you know, I'm I'm anti-war. I'm not. I'm not pro-war in any shape, form, or fashion, but this regime is undoubtedly a terrorist regime. Uh, they fund Hamas. They've trained. They trained the people and sent the rockets to to bomb Israel in this latest uh, flare-up. Um, so th these are definitely bad actors. So I would say, I have an idea. I would say that you know their warships heading in this direction is certainly a problem is certainly something that we should be paying attention to. So my question is given the nature and I'm not crossing my fingers. I'm, I'm saying these are the Democrats and this is Iran, right? Mm -hmm. The buddy, buddy, there's no way if Iran is moving towards us, that this is some kind of mystery to the Democrat party that it's happening or why it's happening could even be coordinated by them for that. Yeah. And then if anything happens, then you have. Well, what about the Democrats? What about the you know, the fact that Iran is is looming on our coast? Is that another result of the Democrat Party, the Biden administration's foreign policy is that we are going to be a new Cuban missile crisis this time with Iran sitting off our border. Yeah, I don't know. They 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 seem to be very pro Iran to to want to create a war with Iran. Um, Unless everybody benefits, because look what Mike says here: nothing covers inflation like a war. Right. And remember, that's, that's true. And remember. Uh, Thomas Paine said that um, uh, we don't raise taxes to pay for wars. Sure. We raise wars to collect taxes. Yeah. I, yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of possibilities. I'd have to dig into it. I mean, it's hard to say now. There's so much. The, the thing is, things are never on the surface what they seem. So that's right. I mean, that's at the outset. You know that. 
but there's so many ways and reasons uh, how they use this stuff and create it to manipulate the American people, to distract the American people, um, to build a revenue stream for the globalist war machine. I mean, there's so many things involved in that. And, and again, I mean, Iran, you're talking about this is where BP moved in, CIA helped right. overthrow and destabilize the country in the first place. So we, I mean, we have a long history of destabilizing Iran, controlling Iran, seizing the oil, you know, and so it's, it, it seems like Iran's always in the mix when they want something and serious. Let's, let's not forget, coincidentally, we've just had a cyber, a cyber attack on an, on the pipeline, right? Yeah. Now we've got a cyber attack on uh, the world's largest meat supplier that supplies meat to America. This is why, people, I've been trying to say, JC and I are traveling the country and teaching this. Mm -hmm. We're using the airways to treat this. You better get your commerce back, local people. We shouldn't be relying on a foreign country to process our meat domestically. And and I'm not an I'm I'm not an isolationist. I'm not a xenophobe, but there is no reason why the majority of our commerce cannot be maintained locally. It's the vision of our founders that we would be the suppliers, not the other way around. And so here we are with a cyber attack on the world's largest meat supplier. Not to mention, coincidentally, once again, in the midst of the Biden administration and the rest of the globalists around the world trying to tell you, you got to stop eating meat, right? You should have one hamburger a month. You should not be eating steak and all of this other crazy stuff that, that you know, because cows, cows, you know, flatulate And their flatulation causes 10% of the carbon emissions in the world. So I just, you you can't tell me this is conspiracy theory, the veil coming off the people, when now you have another emergency driving the very policy they want to put forward, but the people won't accept. Yeah, I I think um, one thing's for sure. And again, I'm... I'm not isolationist per se, but I'm certainly, uh, you know, I'm a defensive minded guy as far as, you know, defense, national defense and that sort of stuff. But I can say this. I mean, obviously, there are bad actors on the world stage. I, I believe at the very minimum, this presidential administration and this president in particular is seen as incredibly weak. Yes. And his weakness I think encourages the uh, empire building and reaching Mm -hmm. of these bad actors around the globe. And so I I think we're going to continue to see stuff like this. Now, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be, I think, a a portion of this. You can call me crazy. And again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm well acquainted with CIA history. And so I think there's always going to be a good portion of this that's from within mm-hmm. um, that the deep state and bad actors here mm-hmm. in in America are stirring up some of this. So yeah. I, I think I, I think you're going to see as long as Biden is in the White House, um, 
you're going to see a lot of chaos and a lot of uh, threats against the United States, threats and intimidation and that sort of thing. A lot of noise coming against the United States and coming against American interests um, wherever they may be found. So, so I think this is going to continue uh, at least till the midterms and yeah. probably till the very end. Cause I don't, even though even, even the midterms in um, you know, you could get the GOP sort of putting this government, bringing this government to a halt. Nevertheless, you're going to have a Biden administration through to the end, whether he's mm -hmm. the guy there or not. Um, so I think you're going to continue to see a, a very chaotic global um, you know, environment as we go forward. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, but the chaos is not just simply from the Biden administration. The chaos is it comes directly from yeah. the way we run our politics in America. Yeah. And the I, fact and I, that Biden can come and wipe away sure. all of, of, of Trump's administration's executive order policies is like I said today on victory news, the very proof of why our founders established that Congress should be doing sanctions. Congress should be involved with these foreign policy things and not presidents. These things, first off, for the president to be doing everything that he's doing by executive order is completely and totally unconstitutional. And that's how it comes and gets wiped away. Every president, new president, comes in, wipes away the old administration's regulations, rules, or and policies. Well, if these things were set by Congress, then you would have a consistency there would be a continuity of policy that would protect Americans. You wouldn't have this, oh, we have a weak president undoing a strong president and have to have an elective president that will come and undo the weakness. If we actually had continuity in policy the way our Constitution requires it to be set, then we wouldn't be in this ebb and flow of crisis and danger all the time. But that's probably why we are, because that's yeah. how the power brokers work. Yeah, and that's that's certainly true, definitely internally and and broadly. But at the same time, the one thing I was speaking from is from the perspective of some of these bad acting foreign powers. So you could have kind of all your ducks in a row, like you say, but mm -hmm. then have somebody perceived as weak by them. And they're going to try to test you. You know what I mean? So, but I, I think in what you're saying, if you have a consistent constitutional continuity, mm -hmm. you're not going to have a guy like that in the, in the white house. Right. But th there is no question. There is no question at all. I don't, I think it's beyond debate that this president is seen as a weakling yeah. uh, by, you know, strong men abroad and, and these totalitarian regimes, abroad he 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 threatens no one and not only that i i don't think i think at this point they perceive that we're not even capable of defending ourselves because i would look at like you know i think somebody said you know live in peace with all men as much as possible right but there mm -hmm. then there are people who don't want to live in peace so right you're always going to have so it says as much as possible yeah, so you're always going to have that right right so you know i i look at our you know, national defense as defense, like be ready to defend ourselves and, you know, righteousness. I, obviously I believe in, in righteous defense of 
our neighbors and those those who can't help themselves, those who can't defend themselves in that in that in that right. fashion. But um, but yeah, as long as as long as this guy's there, uh, people are going to continue to to push the boundaries against America. You you can take that to the bank. That's what's going to happen. So ma no matter what you think, no matter what so you think of how our foreign policy should be enacted or yeah. to what extent we should use the military, whatever, um, that's another discussion. But you can be guaranteed as long as this weakling is in the White House, those that want to threaten mm -hmm. America will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just to be clear, because we seem to have somebody in the audience might be new here. Uh, when I say when a president comes, when presidents come and wipe away EOs, I'm not just talking about Biden. I am, as the longtime listeners know, I'm talking about every president, every president unconstitutional executive orders. That's why I didn't say Biden's unconstitutional executive orders. I said presidents and on 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 constitutional executive orders yeah. which they have been for 170 years yeah. so and get over yourself out there so uh no 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 executive <laughs> orders are not perfectly constitutional some out there are constitutional, some, some are and the ones that we're talking about are not let me just do just a little help somebody in the audience out there Presidential executive orders are constitutional only when they are directives from the president on how an executive agency is to carry out policy. Executive orders are not constitutional when they create policy, when they create law, when they create foreign agreements, when they create sanctions. Presidential executive orders are not authorities to create. They are authorities to direct. So, yes, George Washington issued executive orders. But executive orders from the president to the executive agencies are like a CEO issuing direct directives to the body. Mm -hmm. um, Donald Trump made executive orders that were unconstitutional as did Ronald Reagan, as did Bill Clinton, as did every president for the last 170 years. So let's just be very clear about that. Uh, if, if, if the president does not have a specific delegated authority for a power, then they don't have the executive authority to actually execute an executive order on that authority. So mm -hmm. you have this now, this cyber attack on the world's largest meat supplier. Again, like I said, coincidentally, in the midst of this new drive to change how flu food is produced, right? Change how we eat. You got little Greta down here, the Swedish climate change activist, is now pushing on a video telling people the environmental impact of farming is destroying the climate. Our relationship with nature is broken, she says. So I, I just, I, I'm having a hard time not connecting these dots, JC, all of these things. I mean, even if it's not some big cabal, what if it's not the environmentalist wackos that are doing this kind of stuff, right? And then 
I, I, I thought you would find this really amusing. You want to go dumpster, dumpster diving for dinner? Uh, no. No? Well, guess what? Now there's a dumpster diving app. Food waste is heating up the planet, Greta and her bunch say. So we need an app for dumpster diving. 38 million people are buying mystery bags of leftover discarded food to curb climate change. This is called natural selection. <laughs> I bet GH I bet GH has this app. GH? Yeah, in the in the chat room. GH yeah. probably. GH oh has GH the in the dumpster eating app. The dumpster eating app. Probably. Yeah. Dumpster eating. Now look. Jason, you know, we've talked about this for a long time. We've talked about this for a long time, actually. The federal regulations on our businesses require businesses to throw out perfectly good food, right? So we, as a matter of fact, most people don't realize restaurants and stuff have prepared food that is absolutely left over all the time. And they have to throw it away instead of maybe giving it to an orphanage or giving it to a soup kitchen or something like that. The government makes them throw out stuff. Uh, same with, with stores. Stores will destroy merchandise instead of donating it to some place where it could be sold to help someone out, you know. And so I'm not... I'm not for wasting this stuff. Obviously, I we need to be stewards with this. But seriously, uh, we can't be doing uh, I, this. Is we don't save and re and 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 be good stewards and use make wise use of our food because decaying food provides carbon for the atmosphere. That's just simply the dumbest thing I've heard yet yeah. today. You better learn how to treat it. And I mean, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not moving to the dumpster. Dumpster diving stuff. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So let's see. But here's what this policy is going to drive for us, JC. This is now Chinese policy. It is illegal to order too much food or share binge eating videos in China. Mm -hmm. If if Greta gets her way, this will be a, a rule yeah. around this the world. America. This will be America. If if this administration and their Green Deal plan gets their way, mm. this will be the new law regulation in Florida. Right? Illegal to eat too much, to order too much food. So China has passed an anti-food waste law that bans diners in restaurants from ordering more than they need, a sweeping and somewhat confusing piece of legislation. Who, who decides how much is too much? You're ergo, eating too much. Ergo, hence the... Greta? The yeah, Greta decides. Greta gets to tell you how much you can eat. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, seriously, is that not what the Russian communists did? So, if you have enough money, then you get a special card where you can go into the grocery store. If you don't have a special card to go in the grocery store, then the guards are standing at the grocery store with a gun, saying you can't get in, and pointing you to the line where you have to stand in line for your allotted portion of food. Mm. I mean, seriously, isn't that how it worked? 
And then if you get at the end of the line, then you don't get anything at all. Our friends, our Russian friends who had parents who lived through this, our Russian friends who lived through this said there were so many times where you would get in line and all of a sudden it was like, sorry, you stood in line all day. This food is not for you. Kansas Fester says there's an app for that. How much you are allowed to eat based on your tweets. That's the social credit thing that China is doing too. You get points for your social credit. Wow. Social credits. How awesome yeah. is that? Oh, I wanted to cover this story. Did you see this, JC? Did you see this? Uh, no. Okay. So this is why I wanted to cover this story. So uh, the French Open ordered Naomi Osaka to meet with the press or else. Mm -hmm. Now, Naomi Osaka came out and said, I mean, she's the one that beat, uh, what's her name? The one of the twins. She mm -hmm. actually beat her. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she came out and says she battles with anxiety and depression and that she didn't want to be, do press interviews because they throw her into deep depression and she has anxiety attacks over them. So she was going to simply forego the whole press thing. And the French Open told her that if you do not manage, if you do not handle your press obligation, you will not be allowed to compete in the tournament. And then... They contacted two other tournaments who then got on board and told her the same thing. She put out this long explanation of, of, of her, what she, you know, her, her mental illness. You, I didn't do that, JC. I wasn't even touching the thing when I did that. Mm -hmm. Her mental illness, the things that she battles, and they attacked her for it. And they said... They, they told her she has a media obligation during the tournament. This is the entitlement mentality of the media. This is the expectation of this, of this elite in the media. You cannot be in anything unless you agree to talk to us. Hey, Mary, don't feed the troll. Hmm. Everybody in there, just ignore the troll. JC's going to try to get rid of him, I guess, but just ignore the troll. But anyway, <laughs> you can just go ahead before you do that. Take, take that off the screen. But I wanted us to unshare. No, up there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. So I wanted us to... Talk about this mentality of entitlement that we have going on. Where does this, the, the aristocracy of the media, where does it end? Where, when do they stop being the elite who are entitled to, to harass people? entitled to commit slander, 
entitled to, you know, denigrate people and now actually entitled to abuse this person, to abuse this person in an mental, mental illness, Mm -hmm. a mental, this woman has come out and said, I suffer from a, a mental illness. I don't even know if that's the PC way to put that anymore. But I suffer from a mental illness. So how is it that the media can now commit an abuse against this woman after she has come out and said, I don't. So you know what she did? She resigned from the tournament. Good. Good for her. I think so. Because she could have just sold out. She could have just said, I'll suck it up and drive on and give in to these tyrants as to what they actually think they're supposed to be able to, you know, push on me. Like, I don't have a choice. When is it that you no longer have a choice to speak to these people? That's what I want to know. I don't know. The whole thing just ticked me off. This whole entitlement thing that's happening in America. Did you get him taken care of? For a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's in timeout. He's in timeout. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share these stories with you because I don't think you saw this. The new, this is not the new trend. See, this is more of the same story. This is more of the same thing. This Marxist ideology to destroy the family. I talked about it yesterday. You didn't see yesterday's show. You didn't go back and look at it, did you? No? Okay. Did you see the Dalton schools whose teacher was teaching about? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's time to recognize the damage of childbirth to, uh, to mothers, to women. Childbirth is damaging to women, so we have to stop having babies because it's a terrible thing. Or in the least, what we have to do is give up natural childbirth and go to C-sections only. Now, I don't know if you remember. No, no, I like the first option. Anybody who thinks this way should stop having children. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah, it's simple. But here's the thing. I don't know if you remember, JC. Isn't it interesting? That's never good enough just for them. What they no. want is is never good enough for them. Right. You must be forced to do what they they want. Right. You can't just say, "Well, no, no, I'm I'm fine with it. I'll be okay." You know. No, if no. if you don't want to take the risk of childbirth, then I'm all for you. Don't have babies. But guess what? Right. I'm going to keep doing it. But here's the thing. I don't know if you remember, JC, back. Uh, many, many years ago, I spoke to the midwifery group. Mm-hmm. And this was maybe five or six years ago. And here's what I learned at the midwifery conference. Well, I was there teaching about how um, federal health care is unconstitutional, right? They said that big pharma is pushing this drive to end the practice of midwifery. Right. Because... You have a baby, number one, outside the hospital. So they don't get control over that. 
Number two, you can have a baby without the government even knowing about it, which the government can't possibly live without knowing every child that's born and having their claws in. And now when you have a child in the hospital, they collect your child's DNA. And so their DNA is on file forever, right? And then third, if they can get the first C-section in, every pregnancy afterwards has to be a C-section. You can never have a natural birth again. And so they, they make women have C-sections or they preach to them how much more convenient it is and how much safer it is to have a C-section. Then you have extended hospital stay, more pharmaceutical medications. You have more opportunity of giving, getting women addicted to these drugs, you know, the, the, the painkillers and all this stuff. And then you end the practice of natural childbirth. Didn't they talk? Didn't they... Um... I remember at that conference, they I was blown away by the statistics and some of the things they were talking about, uh, all of the 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 deaths mm -hmm. in childbirth in hospitals. Yes, that it hospital is a is an absolute deadly place. It, the, yes. the statistics are mind blowing mm -hmm. of how many women go into hospitals to have babies and end up dead. Right. It's incredible. Well, and they also said through the, the practice of midwifery, they know how to turn a breech baby around through massage. These women are absolutely brilliant in what they do. They can actually uh, tell if an umbilical cord, because people are like, well, what if the umbilical cord's wrapped around the neck? What if the baby is breech? These women, good midwives, can actually massage a baby into proper position. They ha can actually massage a baby uh, into uh, the, you know, moving the umbilical cord around. They know how to do all of this stuff. And that's where a lot of this stuff happens. Um, we actually, I don't know if you remember, we actually know of a baby that was born uh, with a, a disability because the doctor applied too much force on the head, pulling the baby out. Wow. And so these are the kind of things that happen in the hospitals. Well, here's the next thing. This is a Vogue article. It's like a lot of people have natural birth after C-section. Well, the hospital, well, the midwives say the hospitals will tell them they cannot oh, have a C-section. Not that you can't. No, not that you they, can't. That's the narrative. But the narrative to, is, well, we've severed those, those muscles and I you see. won't be able to have a C-section or uh -huh. a natural childbirth again. Wow. So they tell them once you have one, you'll never be able to have a natural childbirth again. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry if I mis made that unclear, but. Here is uh, having a baby in 2021 is environmental vandalism. Again, by anyone, Vogue who, anyone magazine. who thinks this should not have children. That's easy. But you're right, though, JC. They're not happy with that. Greta's not happy with, you know, just reducing her meat consumption. She wants to tell you, you can't consume meat. Right. She wants you. Uh, you, you, to actually stop living your life to do what you do. Yeah. That's how they think. Look at this. Look at this sentence, JC. I just want to share this with you for the scientifically engaged person. 
There are a few questions. There are a few questions more troubling when looking at the current climate emergency than that of having a baby. Hmm. Are you scientifically engaged? If you're a member of the academic elite, then you will recognize how bad it is for the earth for you to have a baby. <laughs> so this is what you get with the new green deal with the new green deal you get dumpster diving apps and laws to tell you when you you're eating too much food and no more babies and laws that tell you not to have that you can't have babies and if you're going to have a baby you have to have it in a hospital because the pharmaceutical companies will need to drug your baby with all those vaccinations that they have to have and drug mama with all the drugs she's going to need to get over her C-section that she didn't have to have because she could have had a natural childbirth. It makes, makes you wonder, can you think of anything they don't want to control and dictate to you? No. Who can who can think of one thing they don't want to control? It's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. I'm not sure. They don't want to control their speech. They don't want you to control their activity. Because Bernie can have seven houses and John Kerry can have a plane and 16 and, and, and a, a fleet of SUVs. That is true. I was, I was thinking, about, I saw some tweets about the the pride parades and one of them was talking about how they, you know, they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do out on the street. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't like it, just don't be there. Mm -hmm. See, they want you to get out of their bedroom, but then they have to tell you, you can't have babies in yours. Right. Right. They want you to let them consume whatever drug they want whenever they want, however they want, and you have to pay for it. But you can't consume the food you want to consume. I think I might just scan the headlines for a couple of weeks, and maybe make a list of things permissible and things impermissible. Oh, that would be fun. In their world. That would be a fun show, JC. That would be a very, yeah. very fun give, show. Give me, a, give, me a, give me a couple of weeks just to just to scan and watch and listen. Mm -hmm. We'll come up with a list of what they want to control and outlaw and then what they what they say can't be touched. So if you're watching this video right now, um, leave in the comment section some help for JC on all the things that can be controlled and are not allowed to be controlled. So uh, if you have some insight, if you have, and make sure you have documentation, right? You know, it would be helpful to have a link or whatever to go with that. But people who are watching the show are, are, are very well informed, very well researched. And so go ahead and leave in the comment section down there a comment and uh, give JC a hand and we'll, we'll talk about it on the show. Welcome, That's going to be fun. Welcome back, GH. <laughs> GH was asking if uh, 
if he, she, it was going to be timed out again. No, no, just, just uh, was a bit distracting for folks. MC says that they want zero liability for their actions, right? The president can't tweet something or wait, let's just, let's, let's make that more general. People are not allowed to tweet things that hurt their feelings, Mm-hmm. But they're allowed to tweet things like death and destruction and mutilations of other people they yeah. don't agree with. Yeah. Interesting. I just like maybe take some time to catalog just to to be able to, you know, see it directly. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> how did you go from Tigerman and Russian to JD? GH wants to. We have like five minutes. GH yeah. wants to know how you went from biochemistry in Russian to uh, to law. Oh, um, all right. So I got my degree in biochemistry because I wanted to be a doctor. And I always wanted to be an army doctor. I just grew up with MASH, the television show, and was completely fascinated by that sort of thing. And so I joined the army to become a military doctor. And in order to become a military doctor at the time, I found out JC that policies changed now. You don't have to go green to gold anymore. What they called a program green to gold. So even though I had a degree in biochemistry, I could have gone in as an officer. I didn't, I went in and enlisted because at the time I had to go in enlisted to get into the military uh, to into the Bethesda Physicians Assistant Program. It's called Green to Gold. And when I joined the military, when I joined the Army, I took the test, the the um, D-Lab. ASVAB, and I scored high on the ASVAB, so they wanted me to take the D-Lab, which is short for Defense Language Aptitude Battery, and then I scored really high on that as well. So they said, hey, while you're doing this, you know, serving your time to get into the program to be a doctor, why don't you do something really cool? You know, like Russian spy, spy, right? That's what the recruit to be a Russian spy learning. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I got the Russian, you know, what became a Russian linguist. The U S army assigned me the Russian language while I was in the army. I fractured my hip and had to get out so I couldn't pursue my dream of being an army doctor. By the way, I'm really glad I did because if I hadn't joined the army and become a Russian linguist, I would have never met JC. We would have never, we wouldn't be here today together if all of that hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. And so I had to get out because I fractured my hip and because I didn't feel like I could stand on my feet the way doctors have to stand on their feet because of my hip and all of that. I decided that I should go to law school instead. And I actually came home. I I was just finding things to do. I went to work for a local attorney just as a secretary. Um, And when I got out of the army and I found out, number one, that I loved doing the research. I loved doing the writing and I was doing all the work and he was making all the money. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if JC remembers this day. I remember this day. Oh, yeah. I came home from work and I said, uh, what do you think about me going to law school? <laughs> and then JC gave his answer. Sure. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> well, 
you know, you had said several times uh, at that time, he wasn't a very conscientious fellow. He's, mm -hmm. he's a very nice guy. Now he's, he's really, really great guy actually. But at the time he was, he was facing some personal Challenges. difficulties mm -hmm. and um, you didn't feel like he was, um, well, you felt like you were doing as much work as he was doing mm -hmm. that like, why would, why wouldn't you just get paid to do that rather than doing all his work? While and I liked it. It's all the money. I liked it. Yeah. Now what's interesting, JC is my parents would tell everybody they knew I was going to do this. I mean, it's like, I, 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 I came out of the womb being yeah. somebody who was ready to raise an argument and somebody who was yeah. ready to defend and the I, defenseless. I hope so. that didn't sound too critical. I, I, you didn't, you didn't really, the way you were expressing that wasn't in a disparaging way no, toward him. It no, was no, just no, like, no, no. you know, you, any paralegal will tell you. Yeah. <laughs> the you just same felt like, thing. wow, I could do what he, what yeah. he does. Yeah. Why, why do I need to just keep being his secretary? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I guess I should be a little bit more delicate about that. I just, yeah, no, no, I, I would nothing you said. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. I, yeah. So anyway, went to law school. And that's where this chapter of the story begins. Yeah. And you fell in love with the founders. Mm hmm. Read the book 1776 and Founding Brothers. Founding Brothers is a brilliant book. I really, 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 really enjoyed it. I and, loved it. Uh, and you, you got a constitutional law scholarship there as well. I mean, a, uh, a war, a some, I don't know, you did something with the constitutional law thing and you helped write. No, I got a scholarship at the yeah. University of Florida. I was the only one that year that got the constitutional law scholarship for my class, mm -hmm. um, which was a really big honor for me. And yeah. uh, I, I think what really sparked my interest was I had a great constitutional law professor. My favorite professor of all the professors I had at Joseph the Little. Joseph Little. I think Joseph it was all, Little. he was the, uh, I believe at one time he was the mayor of Gainesville. Uh, really? At one, at one point. <laughs> yes. So. He's awesome. He's awesome. You know, when I saw him while I was there, he was very, uh, he was, he was tired. He was tireless. Mm -hmm. So he would not only teach classes, but I went in to meet with him one day and he was actually uh, doing, helping a project for some people doing some open government. So they had a, a county commission that was violating open government laws. He was actually volunteering his time because he also taught administrative law and he was helping them develop an argument for these people to get their government back in line. I, you, uh, Joseph Little, I thought he's a really great yeah, guy. He's great. You, you, I mean, I don't know helped, what his political stance was. You but. worked with a delegation, I think, from Azerbaijan. Or, no, no, no. Um, it was Liberia. Okay. Liberia. We... My my ethics class helped write the Liberian Constitution Interesting. to model it after the U.S. Constitution. It was another and right research. Yes, so my senior research project, Azerbaijan uh -huh. and the oil and all that. Stuff. That was my foreign policy. I wrote an uh, an article on uh, Azerbaijan foreign policy, oil trade, something like that. It was actually printed in the uh, in a 
in a publication there in Azerbaijan called the Azerbaijani. So what's that? that a Second Amendment article translated and printed in Poland. Yeah, my my article on the right to keep and bear arms translated and published in Poland as well. And I don't know if this is public consumption, but you also wrote something for certain individuals in England during the Brexit. Yeah. Stuff. I and did. I, I won't say too many names or more than that, but <laughs> some you, very you educated, high reaching you, people you educated <laughs> some very high placed individuals. One who um, would become one of the highest placed yeah, individuals during the, in the Brexit, UK, during Brexit uh, yeah. movement. Yeah. Yep. So that was pretty interesting. And now we, we're we have, trying to we have get... some minister friends who know some of those folks yep. personally. Yep. And, and made some connections. Now we're trying to get the pastor out of jail in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Why? Because liberty is the possession of all mankind. It not is not America. an American possession. It is a possession of all mankind created in the image of God. And it is uh, not, it is our duty, according to our founders, to be an example for the world and not just shut our eyes and say that's somebody else's problem. So, and that's not, not, not be the world's nanny police and babysitter. Thank you. I was going to say that doesn't mean we go around and police with force. What that means is, is that we defend the defenseless in liberty. All right. Thanks for being here, guys. We so much love having you here. Let us know if you love the show. Leave a comment below. Tell us how much you enjoyed it. Help encourage others by sharing, by liking, whatever platform you're on. And as always, we say thank you very much for joining us. See God bless. Time. And we'll see you next time.